What's tea, y'all? I know some of you are out there right now having a hard time, having problems in your relationships, having trouble with life, or maybe you're on social media swiping and swiping, thinking, why can't that be me? Why can't I do that? Well, I'm here to let you know that you can. This is Create Your Own Story with Terrell Garnett, where we not only help you create your own story, but we let you tell yours too. Let's get into it, y'all. Good job. I'm back with another podcast and I have a special guest on someone I share actually the same birthday with. Um, and I just gonna allow him to introduce himself now. Hey, what's up? This is Scott Hannum. Uh, Terrell, I forgot that we actually share share the uh, the birthday, yes. April 13th. Very cool. Um, yeah, I'm Scott Hannum. I am a, a, a corporate call center guy. Um, I would consider myself to be what I call an opera-treneur. Um, I'm somewhat opportunistic, but at the same time, um, I'm an entrepreneur, so I've done a handful of things over the years. Um, la- last several years, I've been operating a company called Call Centered, which is a nearshore BPO um, headquartered in Phoenix um, with our operations out of Hermosillo, Mexico. That's awesome. How'd you get into that or how'd you know that you wanted to, to run a call center or get into that type of work field? <laughs> so... Um, you know, I think like like a lot of us, uh, when I got into the call center business, um, it was, I guess, a stepping stone, I would say. Um, and, you know, I had full intention of doing it for however long, several months, a year, what have you. Um, and that was 20 some years ago. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, so, yeah, over the course of that time, of course, I've kind of done everything from, you know, being a team member, an agent on the phones and you know, supervisor, manager, so on and so forth, um, kind of throughout the entire chain. That's awesome. And you're at your house right now? I am at my house I'm right just, now. I'm sorry, I'm being nosy. I'm just looking at the background. <laughs> I said, oh, listen, that's that, like the view that I'm seeing is amazing. <laughs> so the other, yeah, the other side, there's a really nice view. <laughs> <laughs> so y'all get into the call center business and you can live lavish like, like Scott over here. Uh, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. <laughs> Um, so what, what would you say the definition of your success? What is your, what's the success mean to you? You know, that's a, that's a tough question. Um, to say the definition of my success, I don't know that, and, and, you know, I'm just going to be fully open with you throughout the course of this discussion. I wouldn't consider myself to, I, 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 I am still on my path. I'm, I'm still, I'm still pushing the rock up the hill. So I can't say, you know, Hey, this is what has made me successful. Um, I would say what has allowed me to be where I'm at today is exactly what I just said is the mentality of just, you know, kind of continuing um, to push the rock up the hill. Um, How would I define success? You know, there's obviously there's a lot of different, uh, you know, people would look at that a lot of different ways. I think for me, um, success is a, is a life full of um, opportunity and, and, and decision. And, and of course, we all have decision in our life, you know, but, mm-hmm. but truly to be able to maintain the standard of living that you are comfortable with or more um, and to make whatever decisions you choose to make um, throughout the course of your days and weeks and months that make you feel fulfilled. 
that, that you know that's what I would consider to be success to have the means um, to to be able to you know really like I say fulfill um, whatever it is you want to do. I love that. I love that. A lot of people view success as a lot of different things, and I think that even just the youth, they think that uh, what they see on social media, Instagram, or TV. Um, if they don't have this lavish car, this lavish, you know, lifestyle, then they're not successful, which isn't necessarily true for some people. You could be, uh, I don't want to say poor, but you can just be with your family, not have the best job, but because you have a family, wife, kids, and, uh, well, let me be correct, a spouse, I shouldn't say husband or wife, because, you know, <laughs> you know the world we live in now, <laughs> but sure, just because sure, sure. you have a spouse and kids, um, that that, that is successful no matter what you're doing so you know that that actually gives me that brings me to another kind of place um which is purpose and you know i think that they're very very much related um they're probably relatives Uh, well i guess related would be relatives right um but purpose i think is so important and and that is really a big part of your success or how you define your personal success so you know again if your purpose is to be the best spouse, um, to be the best parent, to be the best, you know, business person, leader, et cetera. Um, you know, by having that purpose that allows you to kind of, you know, as I continue to put it, push the rock up the hill, so to speak in regard to whatever achievement or goal or target that you have in relation to your purpose. So, you know, I guess that's another way to look at success. Yeah, definitely. Can I, can I ask, do you feel that you know what your purpose is yet? No. <laughs> well, you can ask, but no, I know. Um, you know, I, I would tell you this, like, I'm a, I'm a builder. Um, and so, you know, like you say, I'm a call center guy, but am I passionate about telephones? Is it that I just see a phone and I get excited about that? No, I'm, what I'm passionate about and what I get excited about is working with problems and trying to find solutions and, and working with companies and understanding their operation and their business and, you know, seeing how we can interact with them and how we can, you know, work with them, if you will. Um, but no, I mean, the, the, the grand purpose in all of this, no. <laughs> yeah, I think for, for myself, like I used to work retail for like 10 years or so. And I was like, I'm done. It's retail. Like, I don't want to help customers. I don't want to deal with people no more. So I got on, I started working at the company I work at for now. And um, it was completely different, but I realized that I do miss the honest interaction with people instead of taking an intake and stuff like that. So going into the position that I have now and working with certain agents and stuff, like I'm like, oh, okay, well, I still get what I'm looking for. So at the end of the day, even though I wanted to be away from people, I realized that for me to feel some sort of purpose is giving back. I need to give back. I need to be able to help people. Hence, create your own stories why I started the podcast because I want to be able to give back in some some shape or form. Um, so I guess I am a people per- person, even though I didn't want to be. <laughs> you know, it's interesting. I, you know, I would say for me, uh, while I'm in the business of people, that's the call center world, right? Um, and I like people, I'm not really a people person. I'm, I'm not, you know, I, uh, I enjoy some banter. I enjoy, you know, laughing and joking and that kind of stuff. But at the end of it all, man, like I would much prefer just kind of, you know, peace and quiet and, and, 
privacy. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. I, I wouldn't have got that. Actually, I have a question now that goes along with, with what you're saying. Um, where is the question at? I was like, so I was writing these questions down. I was like, these are normal questions that I use. So let me just make a platform and uh, put these questions down. So when I uh, talk to people, I know exactly what questions I'm going to ask and, you know, the baselines. Um, but uh, the question is, um, where's it at? Okay. How are you different from whom you portray to the outside world? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that. so yeah, I mean, they kind of just touched on that, right? Yeah. Um, and I'd say that's the biggest one is the vast majority of people in my life just assume that I'm an extrovert. Um, but it's just a, a switch that you flip, um, having just been in business for so long and having worked with so many different personality types, having been in leadership, you're kind of forced to, you know, interact with and understand how to work with with different, different people. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I, I hate to tell you, man, but I already gave you that one. Yes. <laughs> but but yeah, that would that would without question be the 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 biggest misconception about me is there's an assumption that I'm very outgoing, you know, l- really want to be in the action, and that's just really not the case. It's I, I can, and you know, I'm uh, I don't shy away from having conversation with anyone, but you know, if you catch me out having lunch. Unless I, unless you're a close friend, if I see you there, I'm probably gonna <laughs> keep my head down and, and just keep doing what I'm doing because I enjoy my own, you know, personal time. Yeah, marriage. I, I, I can agree with that. I feel like I'm, I'm similar in, in those ways, um, in regards to that. Like even with family members, like if it's a big gathering and I might be cool with everybody. But I'm just like, eh, I'd rather not go because I don't want to be around everybody. I just like small <laughs> little gatherings. If I find someone else is going to come, then I'm just like, oh, I don't even want to do it no more. And that's probably one of my biggest pet peeves of when I invite someone somewhere and they'd be like, oh, can such and such come? Yeah. Now, like one, I don't want them to come. Just, I don't want them to come. But yeah. if I say no, I look like an ass. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I'm like, you're putting me in a position to look like an ass because you already know. Like, you should, if you know me, you should know that I don't want them to come. Yeah. It's nothing right, against right. them. It's just I don't need an no. extra person. I would have invited them if I wanted them to come. Exactly. <laughs> I would have said, oh, there's yeah. a plus one. And you can bring somebody. Right, right, right. So I'm going to play a song now before we get into more dialogue. Um, and this is off of this playlist that I made that you guys can hear. It's called Terrell Garnett Presents Vibe Sewed Separately. Um, the song that I'm going to play right now off of this playlist is by, um, Eric Bellinger featuring mm-hmm. Kiara Sheard. It's called Counting My Blessings. So let's get into it, y'all. Been counting my blessings more Found what I was searching for Love is a patient war Some things don't walk through the door Gotta work for rewards It takes time But that time's gonna pass anyway And if it's worth it then it's gonna be worth the wait True, true, because 
song you know (laughs) um so just to get um as i like to say in your business some more uh, (laughs) um what would you say makes you insecure not being prepared um and that could mean a lot of different stuff um so much of my world revolves around kind of you know um the company but just in a general sense you know if i think about the feeling of being insecure, it's being in a situation where I feel vulnerable and that vulnerability is primarily due to some lack of preparation in some way, shape or form. I understand that. Um, for the most part, I feel that I, uh, I'm pretty prepared. Even when I'm like, I'm a good bullshitter, I guess you could say. So sometimes when I'm not prepared, I can make it look like I was prepared for whatever the issue is. Um, so I don't tend to um, get into caring that type of way. Um, but I, I can understand how that that can uh, make somebody insecure. Or you, well, persons. you know, and and for me, like I would agree with you. I would categorize myself as a pretty good bullshitter too. <laughs> um, but. You know, there's a there's a level. You know, I'm I'm a confident person in general, and I I feel as though I can walk into a room and I can have a conversation and hold my own with anyone so long as I'm prepared. <laughs> so long as I understand the topic, I'm I have a you know an opportunity to really get into whatever it is that the conversation might be or whatever it is that's going on. Um, you know, so so yeah, that that's what would make me feel insecure. Um, yeah, thinking about it, I I can say that one thing that does make me insecure is I'm knowledgeable in a lot of different areas. However, sometimes I can't translate the knowledge into a way to explain it to somebody else. 
And that's frustrating to me because sometimes for me, it's like, oh, I explained it and it should be self-explanatory. But nine times out of 10, it's really not that self-explanatory. I just understand it. And I'm just like, okay, so now I'm feeling like maybe I'm just not explaining it right or I'm not doing so that I can get insecure in those type of ways. You know, and I would say also, um, if you're just talking more life general stuff, right? Um, And of course, through time, as you just grow and mature as a person and professionally, you know, these things change, but, um, I have, I, I have found that I have uh, been in leadership roles for a a pretty long period of time, starting when I was, um, you know, started my first company at 17. So I've essentially been in leadership the the entire time. And I always, or I shouldn't say always, but in many cases, uh, being young, um, was something that I, I felt insecure about. Uh, for better or for worse, I'm no longer very young. <laughs> how, how old are so, you, if I can ask? <laughs> yeah, sure. I'm, th- I'm 37. Oh, yeah. So I'm old, uh, though. Well, I, I didn't say I'm old, but but I'm you know uh, I'm I'm a, I'm a grown up now. Yeah. Um, but but that was always something that you know feeling as though I was in situations, environments, you know, with people that were far my senior, had much more business experience, much more savvy. Um, that was something that I was certainly insecure about. And then I think that that goes back to the preparation piece, which is probably why I feel the way I do, because it put me into a, a mindset of, okay, I need to overcome that by, by, you know, I hate to say being the most prepared person in the room, because who the heck knows who else is in the room, but yeah. but being as prepared as I possibly could be. That's, that's awesome. That's awesome. So Dane, you started your first company at 17. That That's a... Uh... It's not, I wouldn't say it's unheard of because a lot of people start companies young, but that's not, it's, it is rare. Um, what gives you, what gave you that drive to know that you can get out there and do that? So, um, shocker, it was a call center. Um, (laughs) I was working in a sales program and, um, I knew, so I was one of the top salespeople on the program and I just knew I could do it by myself. Um, and when I say by myself, you know, there was another uh, part, another gentleman who became a partner of mine, a friend of mine. And uh, yeah, so that was kind of that. I mean, we, we learned the business working as an agent um, in a small phone room and uh, we were selling business opportunities, uh, a time of my professional career that I'm not necessarily proud of, um, meaning that, you know, people looking to make money from home and we would sell them on a dream of how they can, you know, uh, make money placing small newspaper ads or, or with, you know, affiliate websites and those kinds of things. Um, but yeah, knew we could do it on our own. And so set out and did it on our own and had a good deal of success. Um, unfortunately, we were working with another company that we were, you know, we were young. Um, and so we were funneling all of our payroll and, and some of our human resource work through a, a parent company, if you will. And that was another call center and they ran into some trouble um, with some programs that they were running, which caused their accounts to freeze and blah, blah, blah. And unfortunately that had a, a, a an impact on us. And from that point, you know, at that time, I think it all kind of, uh, it, it all fit together well because um, I had kind of had enough of the business opportunity, you know, world. And I, I, I felt as though it really wasn't a positive thing. Um, that I was, you know, providing to the community, if you will. Um, so I was ready for a change. And so then I got into more traditional call center stuff, financial service work, did some consulting stuff on sales. Um, and here I am today. That's awesome, though. That's awesome. 
I can't say that my story is uh, the same. <laughs> I uh, did retail because I needed to get a job after school. Did some college. Um, and I will say school's not it for everybody. And I think that the reason why school's not for everybody is because a lot of times we're going to college or going to school and we don't know exactly what we really want to do with the rest of our lives. So in a sense, it can be a waste of time getting your general education and then people change their majors because, you know, as older, as you know, as older you get, the more your views on life change and the things that you want to do change. Um, so then when I, I don't know how old it was, in 2017, I went to school to become a life coach because um, I realized that I, I really wanted to help people. I really wanted to make a difference. And, and at the same time, I like to be in everybody, not I like to be in everybody's business, but like people, I will say people feel comfortable talking to me about certain things. So they share their business sure. with me and I don't have a problem listening. And I'm like, well, <laughs> sure. I could probably make money off of, you know, money yeah. off of this. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. Like, and that's basically what a life coach is like. And I think it's different. Like people think that like, it's like a therapist where we're going to give you the answers. And that's not the case at all. Like I never give anybody any answers to the problems because at the end of the day, I don't want you to blame me because I told you to do this and it didn't work out for you. Um, but nine times out of 10, like we all know what the right choice is for ourselves. So if I see something, I have to be able to ask enough questions so you can see what I see. Cause sometimes we don't, it's, yeah. You know, on the outside. Too close to how the sausage is made. Exactly, exactly. Um, so I got into that, and then the next year I started working at the company that I'm at now, and it literally, it, it just, it worked. It just worked out. Like, I was able to have free time, and then now, um, creating this podcast, I went on and got, got, um, and somebody else's podcast, and I did two with them, and I actually really liked it. Then the pandemic hit, um, and they, I was going to help them with their podcast because I had some ideas that would actually better their podcast, but um, it just didn't work out because uh, I don't want to say they weren't smart, but <laughs> <laughs> but um, they're good at a lot of things, but time yeah, management. Podcasts aren't one of them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they are good at a lot of things with building relationships and connections, but podcasting and stuff around it, like they're not a good conversationalist and they're not sure. good at speaking so and it translate when i right. did the podcast with them like people are like oh i have a few critiques for you and i'm like well, what they're like well the host and i'm like why are you telling me go tell the host like <laughs> um so um i had a few friends that were just like oh you should do your own and i was so against it did not want to do really? it yeah really? I, I just was so so set against it and finally i was like you know let me just lean in and when I finally decided to do it, my friend gave me a mic and like it just everything became so easy that there was no reason not to do it. Sure. Um, so I don't regret not doing it. I have one of my favorite artists. I was able to get him some mo on the podcast. And um, I did realize, though, I don't know if you've ever experienced this, like if you have a goal and you set a goal like this is, you know, the mark mm -hmm. that you make. And then you achieve that goal and you're just like, you didn't really, not that you didn't appreciate it, but you thought that you would feel completely different after you reached that goal and sure. you don't. Um, yeah. So that's exactly what happened. I felt like I started 
like really started the podca- podcast in February. And by April, I had him on the podcast. And I'm just like, oh, this happened too soon. Like, I don't feel like yeah, I've done enough to, to, to get him on or whatever. I haven't built enough yet. And it was just like, oh, well, that, that was it. Like, okay, well, that wasn't anything special. Like, so um, now I'm on the journey to find, you know, what, what not necessarily what I want to do next, but like to feel fulfillment in doing this because yeah I do like doing the podcast I do like speaking to people because I will say among anything else doing these podcasts and talking to so many different people I've learned a lot about myself um I've learned different things like just in conversation people teach you things and a lot of times when we have conversations with our friends or with people we don't pay attention to that sometimes um so it's it was I've been able to really like pick up on certain things as big as like I remember one podcast somebody um Tony Dixon stated um, that, like, in somebody's story, no matter how good you are to somebody, in somebody's story, you're the villain. <laughs> that's right. And yeah, I was just right. like, snap. That's a trip. That's yeah, a trip, right? Yeah, like, I was so good to you, but you painted, you still painted me out yeah. to be the bad guy. Like, how many, yeah, how, how many people out there are looking at you cross-eyed? <laughs> exactly. You never really think, and it literally made me sit yeah. back and think, and like, you know, and then I had another podcast with Shay Atkins, and she was saying along the lines of, like, we take things so personal that aren't even should be taken personal. Like sometimes people may do you wrong, but they're not trying to do you wrong. It's just, you got right. hit in the crossfire. Right. Um, right. And I'm just like, yeah, oh. so we, so much of it is our perception. Exactly. And, and, and you're, and you're exactly right. Like maybe it was a passing comment or something. And the second after that person said it or did it, they're not even thinking about it at all. But for whatever reason, we internalized it and we let it ruin our day and all that stuff. Exactly. Yeah. So, like, I've been working on that greatly within the last month to not take certain things apart. Person, I lost a friendship that I was really close to, but I'm just like, oh, you know, I might have been close to you, but did I really lose? Like, like at the end of the day, like I, I think, and they probably gonna listen to this too because I'm pretty sure they still listen to my podcast. Um, but like at the end of the day, like like a lot of times we hold on to, and this is like a quote from Tyler Perry play. Sometimes we hold on to things that God's trying to tear apart. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like I I do that. I'm not sure if you do that sometimes, but like I definitely hold on to things that and internalize certain things. So I'm just working on not doing that. You know. I, I, I'm probably the opposite end of that to a fault. (laughs) Uh, I mean, I'm human. So of course I, you know, things impact me and I, I internalize them and I beat myself up. I'm my own worst critic and all that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, internally I'm very critical of myself externally. It's very difficult to throw me off my path really hard for someone to say something or do something that's going to have me really question me. I'm already saying that to myself. (laughs) I've I've already said enough to myself to question myself. I've been doing that my whole life. So there's nothing anybody on the outside is going to say that's going to kind of throw me off. If I'm able to hold it together with all the madness that's going on in between the ears, then, then whatever you got to say, yeah, it is what it is. Yeah. I I can relate to that. Um, For the most part, like I don't, care what people think or say um and i I don't know necessarily if it's a good thing or a bad thing um because i can 
it can come off, I can be rude or something like that or abrasive sometimes or whatever. And, or too straightforward um, with certain things. But for the most part, when people tell me certain things or whatever, it's like, oh, okay, well, sorry that you felt that way. <laughs> you know, I, I really wonder how my team, the, the people that work closest with me, how they would, you know, what they would have to say about how I interact. Because in my mind, um, I'm, uh, I could be a lot more honest than I am. <laughs> meaning, meaning, you know, like, um, yeah, I, I would just be curious if, if, you know, my team perceived me as being overly direct or, but, you know, I really don't think that's the case. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, at times I wonder like, what would life be like if it was just full on <laughs> shoot shoot from the hip like you know and i feel like i think that's the thing that i feel like people are too sensitive sometimes sure. um and so therefore like i remember i had to sp- i spoke with kendall because what was said like i he said something to me but um it was how i perceive what he said that somebody else had said but then i was thinking about it. i was like there's no way they said that about me <laughs> um, and then i was really thinking i'm like well if they did say that it's probably true like what was the term they um that i was hard to work with is what it came out to be and i'm like hard to work with like i was super offended and i'm like because i feel like i'm easy going but it, it, like, <laughs> like i feel like i'm easy to work with but then yeah. I'm like, i sit back and think and i'm like well Maybe it's because I'm too blunt. Like, I want things to be changed or whatever. And I'm just like, oh, that's not going to work. Like, yeah. and I'm just like, you don't need to finish explaining to me because I know that's not going to work. Like, you know, like, I, don't waste your time. Don't waste my time. Yeah, you're too. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I'm like, well, that could be considered, like, in a sense, hard to work with. And I'm just like, oh, sure. snaps. Um, and that kind of was the thing that it was. is just that, like, you know, like, I, I know basically they felt that I knew too much. And therefore, I wasn't open to hear anything else. Um, but I'm just like, well, cause I, I know too much. Like I already know that's yeah, yeah, not yeah. going to work. So, you know, just let me do my thing. You do your thing over there <laughs> and we can just, you know, um, and I feel like that I, I can work with others, but I feel like I work either better in a leadership role or by myself. Cause if I'm in the leadership role, then that means, okay, I'll be able to delegate what needs to be done. And then, and I'll work on this stuff and you can work on this stuff or whatever. But if we have to collaborate on certain things or whatever, I have like the takeover spirit. Um, <laughs> and even in school and projects or whatever, I'm just like, okay, well, I'll just do it all. Because if I leave it to you, I'm probably not going to like it. And even if the work looks good, I'm still going to go back over it and present it where it looks prettier. <laughs> like, um, wow. So I'm like, oh, okay, maybe I am a little hard to work with. Like I can see if, if our personality perfectionist a little bit. Is yeah, that what it is? and a certain thing, and certain things, yeah, I feel like I can be like you know perfectionist. Like even like recently, as today, like there's a sheet that we fill in for agents or whatever with their stats and everything. And I'm like, okay, well that's that sheet. I'm just gonna make my own sheet. Yeah, and if you want to, like, because my sheet's going to look better, and I don't want to change everything over here, but, you know, and I make my sheet, and it, it looks amazing, <laughs> you know, and I'm like, and, you, and it's a one-stop shop, everything that you need is here, um, I don't have to make a separate one for any agents, I, you know, everything's here, you know, everything, and they were like, well, would you want to change this part of it? If I wanted to change this part of it, I would have changed that part of it. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a new sheet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, So, 
What would you say, um, or how do you respond to emotional pain? How do I respond to emotional pain? You know, that's an interesting question. Um, You know, I've probably, let me think about that. I'm a very private person. Uh, So I typically just kind of hold it all in. I just kind of bottle it all in. Um, And and this is, you know, something that I I certainly know about myself, um, which is that I have, not probably, but with the work-life balance, I've gone past that line of the balance. I'm happy. I'm happy in life, but I am far over the line onto the work side. And so that's so much of my life, man. I wake up thinking about the business. I go to bed thinking about the business. Of course, I have, you know, close family and close friends and things happen in life that cause, cause emotional pain. And I, I deal with that. I handle that. I process that. Um, but then I wake up and go back to work, you know? Um, that's so much of that. Yeah, that's so much of what I, you know, I give everything I have to my company. And so, so like, that's how I process life, you know, the goods and the bads. It's okay. Well, I go back to work. Yeah. Now I, I feel like I can relate to that in, in regards to being, um, private. Um, and people I think would perceive that I'm not a private person, um, because I do share certain things, but the things that I do share is things I don't care if a stranger on the street knew. Sure. Um, but a lot of different things, like if it's about relationships or or anything of how I'm feeling or and stuff, like I don't share any of that with anybody, I, you know. And if I do, I may share just a tad bit with somebody because uh, I want to get their perspective on a certain thing, but they're still not going to know all the details. Um, and then for me, uh, I literally, I think I've always been a positive person in the aspect of like, well, if that happened, that happened, you know, let's go on with the next thing. You know, like it, I can't, if I can't control it, then there's no point of dwelling in it. Um, just go on to the next thing and just, you know, keep it pushing. Every once in a while, I will get like a quote unquote depressed. There's this song by um, Jay Moss called um, Faith, Strong Enough, something like that. I think it might be strong enough. And it just talks about how he didn't realize like his faith Sometimes he feels like his faith's not strong enough to get to through the next step or whatever. And I've had moments like that. And then, you know, sure. this, like they say, the sun always shines, you know, in the morning or whatever. But um, for the most part, I just go on with my day. I don't, you know, I, I really just like you in a sense, like I focus on what I need to focus on my work or whatever the case is. So, like, I don't go through many things because I'm so focused on the business stuff, not necessarily right. my personal life. So... Anything that I do internalize or, or or go through it, it's it's like secondhand in a sense. Like I, didn't, I honestly didn't go through it. Somebody I may be close to went through something, so I feel some type of way about it. Yeah, sure. You know, but then I also think um, like this is like when I was just talking about balance. Like you know, when you talk about how you handle you know emotion and just trauma in life. I mean, I think a one of the ways that you handle that is to be proactive by having that balance. So, you know, in my case, not having the balance that I should have, I'm overly invested in work. If 
you know, a comet came down from the sky and blew up the building and we had nothing like that. That would put me in a really tough space yeah. because I don't have that balance. Right. And same thing is true for the, the person who hangs on to their, their spouse, like they are everything and doesn't have any other form of balance. If something happens to that spouse, you know, you're, so I think a part of how the best way to handle it, I guess you should say, not necessarily the way that I'm handling <laughs> my, my emotional trauma, but the best way, again, I think is probably to be proactive and live that balanced life so that when things are going on, you have other areas that you can fall back on. No, I totally agree. That's funny that she said that. Um, so when I had a podcast with Shay Atkins, she mentioned how like she stopped singing. She was a singer. She stopped singing and started doing this stuff because she was so everything was in her marriage. Her producer was her husband and everything. And when the her she lost her marriage, she lost her self worth, and mm-hmm. she went into a big depression and started drinking and became an alcoholic and all this stuff because again she didn't have that balance besides the marriage and stuff. So it actually, it is important to be able to not necessarily have something to fall back on, but just be able to to balance it. If everything went wrong for you, how are you still going to be okay? Right. You know, I, I would I would tell you that throughout my life, I've been a very confident person, um, especially, you know, professionally in other in other areas as well, but, but professionally. And there was one time in my life where I was working um, with an organization and, um, I, you know, I'll spare all the details, but we were basically under-resourced to pull off a task that was just not going to happen. Um, and it made me question everything about myself and my ability. And do I know anything about call centers? Do, like, what am I even doing? Like, and, and I had never in my life felt what you know I, I never understood what is what is depression i don't even know what that means I, I, it, it never really but at that particular time in my life where things were just so bad at, at work wise and i had you know very little i felt as though i had very little um you know way out um and we just couldn't get our kpis together we couldn't get performance moving like i say under resourced etc 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 um i learned a lot about myself and just about being human and how no matter how confident you are and how you've kind of always landed on your feet, how good you think you'll always be. If you're put in a tough enough spot where what you thought you knew for sure you were good at when you're put in a spot that it really tests that (laughs) it's, it's uh, it's a really uncomfortable place to be. Yeah, no, 100% definitely. I I 100% agree with you. So I have this question that I ask everybody. Um, the podcast and it's if you had 10 minutes with god or a higher being i don't know what you believe um what would be the one question that you would ask him so i was raised buddhist um yeah i was raised buddhist i would say that um my my just you know philosophy of life probably aligns more with buddhism just you know just so happens to um, but I would also say that I'm agnostic and that there's a whole lot going on out here that I don't just don't know. Um, yeah. And I'm, I'm perfectly comfortable as an individual to not know the answers to these crazy questions. You know, what happens after death? If you just keep going straight into the sky, mm-hmm. is there a wall? Is there a wall out there or what happened? Like, you know, I'm comfortable as an individual not having to answer those questions. Obviously, as a society, we need those answers. But um I mean, yeah, I, I don't have anything anything sexy for you there. If I were to, to have a conversation with a higher power, a higher being, I would just want to understand what is the point. Like, yeah, yeah what, 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 like, why and what's next? And like, 
And, you know, then you get into like, yeah, man, we can get it, we can get into a crazy conversation, <laughs> but you know, cause then, then you get into like, like quantum physics. Yes. Like, so are we just an atom within, you know, this larger organism and is the, the globe just an atom in some larger organism and is our, you know, solar system, just a, an atom in some larger organism. And so like, yeah, it would just be help me understand what the heck's going on here. <laughs> do you like so like I was raised Christian, whatnot, but like there's certain things that like I see certain things like, for instance, there's like stories of kids um, believing that there are people that are been dead and gone for years and years and years. Or like I remember seeing the story about this kid that thought that they were Anne Frank. Um, but like they had so many details like that. Re not, yeah, reincarnation. Exactly. Um, so I, uh, I definitely kind of believe in that. Like, you know, so it's like, Hmm, who was I before? Like, you know, like in, at a certain age, they always say that at a certain age, you just don't remember those memories anymore. Yep. Um, so, but, but I believe Buddhists, that. Buddhists believe in reincarnation. Yes. That's one of the principles of Buddhism. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, Buddhists also believe that the people or the beings that are closest to you throughout your cycles of life that you will remain close. Um, now it may not be the same relationship. Your mom might not always be your mom, um, but your mother might be your best friend or might be a, you know, somebody else very close. Um, and, you know, essentially if you think about seasons and you think about like a field of flowers and every season they grow and then they die off and then they grow, you know, Buddhism, Buddhists believe that humans are the same way that our life is a season and that once that time comes and goes and we expire and, you know, we come back. Yeah. I have a friend, I'm not going to name any names because I'm um, not for cloud or anything like that, but, um, they, um, name dropper, huh? Yeah, I, I don't be that guy. <laughs> um, but they, they had had an abortion and, um, one of, uh, their quote unquote friends had a kid. Um, and, their kid um, would go up to them and still does anytime they see them and call them mom. And she's like, I have a yeah. feeling that that might be, you know, and I'm just like, yeah. it t totally could be. A lot of stories like that. Yeah. And, and, and then, you know, a lot of numbers. I'm not, I'm not even a numbers guy, but it'll be like, you know, your mother who passed on her birthday is the same, like the day yeah. that you were conceived, like there's like, there's a lot of that stuff. Um, yeah, that's and, and so I, I without question believe in reincarnation. And I've, I've seen a lot of those stories um, of, of children that are young and that they could, you know, that, I remember one that I saw on TV where the kid was talking, like he was talking about dying in a plane crash and he's calling out like airplane parts and he's like two. Mm -hmm. And the parents don't even know what parts of the plane, you know, and this kid's yeah. talking like he's in the cockpit and, and yeah, when they go back and do the research of who this guy was, that this kid said he was, he had like birthmarks in the same place where, you know, the wounds had, had occurred to the guy who died. Like, so there's a lot Crazy. of those kinds of stories out there. I definitely believe in, again, there's something more going on. I don't know what it yeah. is, but if I, if I would have get those 10 minutes to find out that, I mean, you know, yeah, my I questions feel, would be super basic. <laughs> yeah. I feel like if I had, uh, it's a cliche, it's kind of like a rhetorical question in a sense, but like if I had the 10 minutes, I probably, I, I wouldn't be able to get an ant, like a, a distinctive answer in 10 minutes. Like, 
<laughs> to anything that I anything that I would want to know. And then most things that I may want to know, if I had the chance to speak to the higher being, I feel like the answer would already be answered. Sure. Yeah. I, I, I don't think it already be answered. Like, and, and I don't need a long drawn out conversation. Like, Hey, what am I doing here? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Help me understand what in the world's going on. You got like two minutes. Cause I got more questions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm going to play another song right now before we get into it. Um, this record right here is by Luke. I'm sorry. Lucky day. I don't know why I was going to say Luke. Um, and it's called Over. Again, you can get this off of my playlist called Terrell Garnett Presents Vibes Sold Separately. And let's get into it. Over by Lucky Day. Yeah, good remake. I uh, love me some music. Um, actually, should get him on the podcast. If you're listening to this music, <laughs> hit me up. Um, but um, get into some more dialogue before I let you go. Um, question for you. Which life lesson do you feel you learn over and over again? So in a sense, you really didn't learn it. <laughs> wow. Um... You know, I've just, I've never been good with relationships, <laughs> Rom romantic relationships. Um, the, I, so yeah, I haven't learned it because I don't really, you know. Yeah. What do you <laughs> I think, don't have the answer for you on that one. What do you um, think that? What do you think you go wrong at? Um, prioritization. Well, I think it's probably two things. I mean, it's it's kind of my entire life. It's been prioritization. When I was young, it was my boys and what we're up to. That was the priority, you know, and then as I've gotten older, it's been my business and, you know, my professional life. That's always um, kind of been the priority. Um, so that's, that's, you know, probably the biggest piece again, just not really having that balance. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and then I think I've probably also um, been attracted to um lots of the right people but then at the same time i've also been attracted to a lot of more fun than necessarily substance and do you feel that you're still attracted that way 
<laughs> I mean, there's always some element of that, right? <laughs> like the the, the the like the goal is to find that that combination. Yeah, I um. I don't even try to get in relationships and more so recently. <laughs> yeah. Like I steer away from it. I've got other things to do. I'm not where I want to be in life. Um, They're easy to get into. They're hard to get out. of. Yeah. No, seriously. <laughs> but I get over things so fast. Like I'll talk to somebody and then um, they'll say something wrong or don't agree with something that it's like a key value of mine. And I'm like, Oh, okay. You're 86. Um, Does that uh, scare you at all? Does that scare me at all that I'm like that? Yeah. Uh, yeah, and yeah, and I ask that because I'm I'm very much that way too, and it's very easy for me to again just kind of go back to work tomorrow and not really think about it again. Yeah. And at times I think to myself like, how is that realistic? Yeah. Like, it's one thing when you're young and you're forced to go to school together all the time, and you develop some sort of you know bond, and then you know those little things are different. But if you meet somebody and early on they say something or do something you don't like, and you just kind of like, how do you get through that? I feel that like I've been. I believe that you can be happily single. I definitely one hundred percent believe. Totally that. agree. Um, there are t- like so. For instance, what was it last week? Christmas? No, the week before Christmas. There was this show that came out called Lo- "With Love" on um, Amazon Prime, and I was watching the show. It's like a five show with the uh, Rome Flynn that was in "How to Get Away with Murder," and I'm watching this show, and I'm just like. Snaps. I kind of want to be in a relationship. The show ended, and I snapped out of that real quick. Um, <laughs> but like, I don't, I don't know. Like, I feel like maybe that might be my toxic trait or my flaw in a sense. Um, and I will say that there is, um, I don't want to say too much on this podcast. There's somebody <laughs> that I am interested in. And I really don't want to say because they might listen to. Yeah, this. so let's talk about they, that. They, they, they don't know, yeah. so I don't want to. So, well, well, so let's talk then. I mean, what, what is that? A... It creates your own story, not mine. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I don't want to say anything that they're going to know. Maybe that I'm I'll learn. About them. Maybe I'll learn something about my story through yours. So, um, so, yeah, so anyways, <laughs> fuck, I, like I can't even say it without them knowing that it's them. Um, right. it, I, I doubt that they're even going to listen to this, but they might. Um, so I don't want to say too much, but, um, fuck, I really can't, like, I'm trying to say it without, so there's something, I feel that there's something there. Um, other people <laughs> think that there could be something there. I haven't yeah. like approached the situation because I know that I get over things so easily and we are friends and we're close. So Do I don't want, together? No. <laughs> no, okay, we let's don't. narrow that. Uh, okay, we'll narrow yeah, that one down. Yeah, no, we don't. We don't work together. Um, I really don't even want to. I can tell you off the podcast after we're done with this. <laughs> I'll give you our time. But um, I don't want to ruin the relationship. Like I do want to pursue the situation, but I don't want to ruin it because I know how I am. And the good thing is they don't really expect much, and I don't. I'm not. How long have you? If you don't mind me asking, if this doesn't give too much away. How long have you been friends or? Uh, almost or two years. That might give okay. it away. <laughs> <laughs> um, but and I feel like we're extremely close. Um, and yeah, like and I want to. Wanna, point, I do want to say more. I just don't want to give it away. I, I hear you. So, but to this point, though, no, there has not been any um, no. romantic boundaries. Not at all. Not at all. Not at all. And there's a reason for that why I haven't pushed the issue, and I don't want to say sure. that because then they'll figure sure. out that it's them. Sure, sure, sure. Um, but so, but that's, yeah. So, I guess the that's question the only would be person like, that I've actually 
even seen like, oh, maybe a future with like anybody What's else. What's holding you back? What's holding you back? I can't say that because they're going to know who it is. <laughs> I definitely will tell you after the Well, and the I say that because, you know, after a couple of years, like, I get it for, and I'm just thinking about my own life, right? Mm-hmm. Like, if I met someone who I thought that I had a future with, I probably, for better or for worse, would, like, try to keep somewhat of an arm's length and just develop a friendship and all that because I know myself and I know that anything that burns hot too fast normally burns out. This is so true. if I move too quick, you know, then it'll be all fun and games, but I'll, I'll eventually, you know, it'll burn out. Uh, but in your case, if you have had the opportunity to develop a real friendship, a real human connection over a couple of years, then you're past, likely past the point of, you know, just burning hot and burning out. Yeah. Obviously, I know that there's a reason that you can't there's, tell me. Yeah, <laughs> I definitely will tell you when I end this. But I, um, yeah, I would like to put myself on the spot. But yeah, I'm not. You're blushing. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> That's funny. Um, so clearly there's something there. <laughs> but I don't want to give it like, I don't know. Like sometimes I feel that like, it's too good to be true. I don't ever be interested in anybody. Like I'm never interested in anybody. So the fact that I am interested in anybody, like I'm okay with just liking somebody. I like that feeling. Mm -hmm. Like the fun feeling. Exactly. Going into it deeper. I'm just like, how do am I going to maneuver this? And am I ready to give more of myself to somebody kind of like with your situation? Cause Mm -hmm. at some point I'm going to have to make some type of sacrifices and stuff. And I, and I do sacrifice just in the friendship in a whole, but I don't necessarily have to sacrifice more of my time. I don't have to sacrifice my feelings. I don't have to sacrifice any of that. Um, and I'm okay with living that way right now. And I'm 33. I'm, you know, like when I used to think when I was younger, I'm like, okay, well by 33, I'd have a kid and you know, I'd be married and then I would think back and I'm like, well, okay, well, then that means that by 25, I should be really serious with somebody. I can propose by 27. <laughs> we get married yeah. by like, the, you know, and I'm like, okay, yeah, well, yeah. then I already passed the time frame. Yeah, right, you know? <laughs> so um, it doesn't work that way that I always have to remember that I'm on my own timeline. I'm not on anybody else's timeline. Um, so what do you ever worry about the future? Like, do you ever fear for like getting old alone? Mm, I don't think that far ahead. Um, and it's funny, I told my, one of my, my cousin's uh, wife about the situation and she was just like, oh, that's weird. Like you're like, I feel like you're always supposed to be alone. Like you're, you're Terry, like you're just supposed to, you know, come around us or whatever. And you're not, and I'm just like, people probably view that of me because I don't get in relationships. I don't ever bring anybody around. And even if I did bring somebody around, they never knew that we were talking, you know, cause I don't share it. Yeah. You keep it real Exactly. Um, and with that, like, I'm just like, well, well, I, I don't know if I, if I, I don't, I don't worry about that. I don't, I don't think that far ahead. So is there, do you have any indication that this person is also interested in you? I don't have any indication. However, I do believe that there's been conversations. <laughs> there's no way, there's no amongst way that other people, on, amongst, amongst other people, people with that yeah, person, yeah, yeah. you, you know, yeah, there's yeah, yeah. no, there's no way that there hasn't been a conversation. <laughs> like, there's no way that there hasn't been a conversation just because of everything that I've done. And they're probably going to understand who they are now. We're <laughs> just saying that. <laughs>
Uh, um, but I, was... I, I, I hope this leads you to whatever it is that, you know. Yeah, my friends keep saying 2022 is going to be the year. Um, my friend, I don't even want to say their name because then they, they don't give it yeah, away yeah, 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 yeah. But um, I don't know. It, I, I am open to it, and I haven't been open to anything like that. This isn't supposed to be about me, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that that says a lot about the person, right? Yes. Like, you know, it's, it's, it's one thing to, hey, I'm not open to it, whatever. But yeah, if you meet somebody that it's like, hey, I've been on a ton of dates. I've done a whole lot of, you know, playing games. And I've met somebody that, for whatever reason, I value above the others. And yeah, yeah. That, that and all of a sudden you feel open. The few people that do know about it, they all can see it. So um, even with the, the reason, and I'm just like, huh. Like, and I was against it at first. And and. Now I'm just like, if it happens, it happens. I'm not going to shower. Well, yeah. You definitely look smitten, man. Like, you <laughs> definitely, by having this conversation, you can see that you're happy just thinking about it. So, uh, oh, thanks. Cool. <laughs> Wishing you the best. Oh, thank you. So this, well, you know, if we ever get married, and I don't necessarily even believe in marriage, so that's another thing. Um, yeah. um, but if I ever get married, I'll invite you. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be there. Um. But yeah, enough about me, <laughs> my situation. <laughs> I like how you flipped that on me. You know? <laughs> um, but I'm gonna let you go pretty soon. I'm just gonna have um, like one or two more questions for you. Um, but um, yeah, you just threw me the complete off, and I don't get thrown off. <laughs> <laughs> um, but in regards to everything that we were just talking about, like you, do you feel that you sabotage yourself then? You know, I really believe in self-sabotage, um, but I don't, let me think about that. Like, the, the, the real answer is probably yes. But when I think over, like, my history, I don't see self-sabotage when I think over my relationship history. But again, the, the, re, the true answer is probably yes, but it's so ingrained, I don't see it. Um, oh, excuse me, I need a cough. I know you're good. Um, it wasn't that virus, was it? Yeah, no, I thought it was. I thought it was, man. I, uh, I, we had a scare in the office, so we all had to get tested. So I got oh. tested. I had no symptoms. Of course, I was negative. And then a few days later, I was sick as a dog. So I thought yeah. for sure that I had the virus, and then I got tested again. And I didn't. So yeah, must have just been must have just new, been the flu. The new strain, the Omarion. I don't know what it's really called. But, Omarion. Um, but that Omarion. Touch. The, the no. B2K. Yeah, seriously. The new strain from, or how is it pronounced? Strain? Strain? I don't know. But anyways, um, it's like the symptoms are a common cold. And like my one of my friends sent me that. And I'm like, oh, that's the symptoms? And she was like, yeah. And I was like, well, I had that last week. Like, who knows? Um, but you were saying in regards to self-sabotage. Yeah, you know, like I said, I don't, I don't, I don't think that I personally recognize self-sabotaging um you know my relationships if i just like i said i just think i never made them a priority you know if i think back to relationships that i have been in there are definitely women who um to no fault of their own you know like they were great people and we had great times together and you know that's what it was. <laughs> not yeah, not nothing on them. Um, but for whatever reason, you know, I just wasn't ready. I was more focused on other things. 
um, et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, maybe I just haven't met that, you know, that's what I like to say to myself. That's what I like to tell myself is I just haven't met that person that makes me say, okay, I'm ready to prioritize this as much as I am willing to, you know, as much as I'm prioritizing these other things. I think that, I don't necessarily think that I've self-sabotaged myself in that way, but I don't, I definitely don't pursue things that could have been pursued. But I, what I have noticed is that um, the things that I haven't pursued later on revealed themselves for me. Like, I sh- I'm glad I didn't pursue it. Um, so it's you been... You mean people? Huh? You mean, pe- you mean people? When it's you say, per- like, things pursue, that you have like, to a do, relationship like... and stuff like yeah. that with these people. Um, yeah, I, they've shown they ass. Um, um, and I don't... Uh, I mean, I don't care if I talk about that. Like, one of them, like, we were talking and they end up fucking my cousin. Um, well, that, a, that'll do it. Yeah, at a, at a party <laughs> that um, I was hosting. Um, wow. wow. Um, and I really didn't like. I really didn't care. Like I'm just like, oh, okay. That's dirty, though. I was. That's I was dirty. more so hurt by my cousin's situation because I'm just sure. like, you could have fucked anybody in this building, yeah, and I wouldn't have yeah, gave yeah. two shits, right? And right, we still right. would have been cool, like because right, I right, wouldn't, I, you right. know. Right. But you literally chose the one person that I'm, and I think the biggest thing for me is I'm not going to look stupid for anybody. Sure. So like you chose that one person that, you know, made it where I, I'm definitely never going to talk to you in that type of manner. <laughs> right, right, um, right, right. And the blessing thing that is that like, I'm so private that nobody really knew um, sure. what happened. So I didn't look stupid. Um, but yeah. Um, that that was just one one occasion. Um. But you know, like, and and I think that this is this goes for all of us, you know, because again, we're human. It's, it reminds me of um, I don't even remember what book it was, but one of the books that I read over the last several months talks about how our our minds, you know, ev- the process of evolution and how it's delayed, and so that our minds are still living in a you know in a caveman world. And we perceive threats in the ways that we did at a time that it really was life or death, whereas today it's not, you know? So back in those days, like, yeah, if you made a fool out of yourself and the, you know, the tribe kicked you out, that means life or death. You're probably going to get eaten by a saber toothed tiger tonight, you know? (laughs) And, and so, and that's where that mindset that we have as humans comes from Mm -hmm. is some dumb shit. Like the, you know, what you went through, like, that doesn't make you look foolish. Yeah. That's the shitty, shitty person that has nothing yeah. to do with you. It's just a shitty person and there's shitty people everywhere, you know, but it's, it's our mindset that we have that, you know, we're slow in evolution that makes us feel that way. But then it makes you wonder like, and again, this is for all of us, um, because I certainly share that. Like, I don't want to look like a fool. I don't want to make an ass out of myself. I, I, you know, we all feel that way. I think all of us just have very levels of that. Um, but you got to wonder how many opportunities you miss out on by not, not giving a shit, right? Like, yeah. like the more that you can just, just, you know, like a dog, like a dog is going to continue to go after the biscuit. Mm-hmm. He doesn't give a damn how many times you tell him no. You can make fun of him all you want because he keeps chasing the biscuit all around the house. But the dog is pure positive energy. He's going to go after the biscuit. Eventually, he's going to get it. <laughs> and, and so, you know, again, it just makes for myself personally wonder how many things that I may have missed out on from not wanting to be vulnerable or to have not, you know, to be afraid of like, ha, 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 ha. Yeah. But, but as we all know, like, I'm not important enough for anybody to really care. 
you know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. back to your situation on, on the party. Like, okay, that, that comes, let's say that you guys were together and all that happened. Like two weeks later, ain't nobody cares. Yeah. Like nobody's still talking about Terrell. The only That's person true. to think about it is Terrell. <laughs> nobody very, very else true. cares at all, you know? It's, but we do that to ourselves. Yeah. I think that one thing that has kept me afloat, I think in not one human relationship or relationship is that I view all relationships the same, whether it's a romantic relationship or a friendship or a family or whatever. Like at the end of the day, they're all the same. So I treat them all exactly the same. Um, the only difference is the level of intimacy that you share with somebody or the type, I should say, of intimacy that you sure. share with somebody. Um, but for the most part, I focus more so on my friendships. And the question I asked you previously is the lesson that um, you keep learning is, for me, it's like to focus more so on myself than people. Um, I Sometimes I focus so much on relationships and people, and I'm doing so much that I tend to get burned because I've given so much to certain relationships. Um, so that's the one thing that I'm just like, okay. I'm learning this lesson again. I already knew it, mm-hmm. but um, when those relationships end, I'm, I already knew that this was going down this path. So, oh well, you know, on to the next. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I will say that I've there's not been a I may have not received anything, but no one's left my presence or left a friendship or relationship with me where they weren't better on the other end. Sure, yeah, sure. So, sure. you know, sure. I, you, right. I upgraded you. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you mean you mean nothing without me? No, no, seriously. And I'm just, and I always think that, like, when the relationship ended, I was like, well, you're you're gonna need me before I ever needed you because you've never done nothing for me. You, like, even when I needed something, you were never there. So yeah. it, me losing this relationship, and I think that I I do that. Like, that might be a self sabotage that I don't allow myself to get close to certain people in that way. Like where I share or open up and anything, because if I do share in something and then it goes away, then I'll be left hurt. Right, right, right. Yeah, Tiffany. I, I get it. No, I hear you, man. I'm with you. Yeah. Well, I do want to just thank you for even doing the podcast. I was um sure excited to have you on. I knew I um I knew I wanted you on. Like I don't know, just uh. Maybe that was you being fake, you know, in, in the, the meeting. No, nah, man, I'm, I'm down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, not, yeah. not not necessarily doing the podcast, but just your how you come off, your your outer appearance, you know. Um, I was just like, oh, like, I definitely want to have him on the podcast. Like, he seems outgoing, you know, and that's just the, the facade. Just the show. Just yeah, the show. Just the show. Yeah. So as soon as this is over, man, the laptop closes, the lights <laughs> come down, <laughs> phone gets turned off. <laughs> no, I feel it, but I, I knew I wanted you on there just to, you know, cast some dialogue to get to know you. I mean, that, and this is a, kind of what this is all about. I like meeting people. I like getting to know people. So I do thank yeah, you. Yeah, no, I love it. Um, Absolutely, man. It's a lot of fun. Is there any anything that you would share with the audience and any uh, advice that you would give anybody that's listening right now? Just life advice. You know, um I think the only thing that I would say, and again, I'm going to bring it back to the business stuff because that's always what I'm thinking about. Um, over the course of my life, I've had an opportunity to meet lots of different people doing lots of different things. I, I remember meeting a guy. I like to smoke cigars. I met a guy um, at a cigar lounge in Phoenix, and this guy um, was in the business of plastic bags, and he was exceptionally wealthy. Um, he had contracts with 
uh, the Las Vegas casinos. So he was the person that <clears throat> sold the plastic bags to all of these large Las Vegas casinos. Um, and I and I bring up that story uh, because it always reminds me that you can be financially successful literally doing anything. Yeah, I mean, this guy's making millions of dollars with plastic freaking bags, <laughs> and he, and he's frustrated because he's he's arguing in the cigar lounge because he's saying that his competition is making the bags thinner than they're advertising that they really like, like, so, so, you know, life advice again, I don't know about life advice, but I'd say business advice is if you have something that's viable, a product or a service, whatever it is, if it's viable, if people give a shit about it, then just never stop pushing that rock up the hill, regardless of what it is, whether, you know, you want to just be the best barber, the best tattoo artists, the, you know, have the biggest plastic bags contracts in the world, call center guy, you know, podcast, whatever it is you want to do. Failure is not a destination. You never mess up, fail. And it's like, oh, I've arrived at failure. I'm going to just stay here forever now. It's all a part of the process. If you think about like stock charts, I'm into technical analysis. It always goes up or down, bull market, bear market, whatever. But what you're hoping on in life is that you're kind of in a constant bull market. That doesn't mean you're never going to have a downturn. You're always going to have these ups, ups and downs along the way. But so long as you keep pushing the rock up the hill, you have a viable product or service, a focus, a purpose. Success is inevitable. Like It's impossible not to be successful if you just never freaking stop. Mm. I love that. I love that. That's a life advice in itself. <laughs> I, I, I firmly believe it, man. Just literally never stop. Yeah. I feel that I, uh, even with this podcast, I'm like, oh, I don't have enough listeners. I need to. But then I think about it like, I just started the podcast. Nothing happens overnight. Um, and if I just, just don't keep stop. Pushing, yeah. If I keep never pushing, stop. Yeah. I keep pushing. I'm going to, you know, it's about consistency. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Again, if you have a passion for what you're doing, it's viable. You know, podcasts are viable. Yes. There's absolutely no reason why you can't be one of the most successful people in this business or any other business. So long as you just continue to focus, continue to push the rock up the hill and don't get distracted. Too many people, we have a goal and it gets too difficult. So we go and we take on another goal or then something happens mm -hmm. in life. So now we're going to focus on this. But if you can just maintain that myopic focus, that laser focus and just keep pushing, you can't fail. It's literally impossible. I love that. I love that. Well, thank you so much. I don't know. I don't, I don't know if you want to always tell where people can find you, but I don't even know if you want to give out that information because you ain't that type of person. So nah, all good. Yeah. It was, it, the conversation's been awesome. You know, it's been cool to catch up, man. You know, I'd love to catch up again outside of the podcast. Yes, it's, definitely. It's definitely. Yeah, yeah. You can fly me off. out there. Yeah. See how I said that? You can fly me out there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm hey, Go on down, man. Um, oh, you'd love it down here. Um, yeah, we're, or, you know, let me just end the podcast cause I don't need to know where you live, uh, <laughs> but thank you so much for doing the podcast. Everybody follow me, Terrell Garnett underscore, that's T-E-R-R-E-L-L-G-A-R-N-E-T-T -T underscore on all platforms or just hit up my, um, website at TerrellGarnett.com and we will talk to you later. And that's all we have for you today. I hope you enjoyed yourself on this episode of Create Your Own Story with Terrell Garnett. We'll catch you next time. <laughs>